back to First World Solutions, the problem-solving show for people who don't necessarily need one. I'm Joel. I'm Oscar. I'm Tom. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, sometimes I can just get on and do it. We are here to fix up those little thingies for you, little problems. Little the little issues, thingies. Little thingies. Apparently, in Russia, they have a word for, you know how we say, you know, the, the, the thing. Yeah. They're, they call them dinks. And apparently that's like a... Well, that's a catch-all term. It's a catch-all term that everyone knows to mean a general thing that I'm referring to. Well, that's it, really cool. It, go get me the dink. In the same way that all dads call a remote something completely nonsensical. Just get me the booper. Yeah. Get me the beeps. Yeah. Get me the telly stick. <laughs> get me the switcher. Yeah, the switcher. It doesn't... Well, it exactly. From now on, channels. I'm going to call the remote a dink, I think. Cool. Fetch me the else. dink. You have to, I think giving giving it like a, an amount of importance as well. Giving yeah. it a little bit of Russian, actually, I think would go. Get me the dink. There we go. <laughs> Where is the dink? Perfect. Perfect. So, so what are we here to do, Joe? We're here, we're here to fix up all your little dinks. <laughs> uh, your little problems. Things that, you know, just kind of a little thorn prick in your side. Not like a big one that's cutting you. But one that's just, maybe it's like uh, leather shorts with spikes on the inside. Who knows? That doesn't seem like a pro- that doesn't seem like a small problem. Leather shorts with spikes on the inside seems like a very specific mode of torture, mm. or a kink, depending on how or you look kink. at it, or a dink kink. We're here to fix up your dink kinks, <laughs> and once you use them, we'll clean them in the dink kink sink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get in on this, shall let's, we? Before yeah, we get, start getting uh, in on get stuck in. Tom, do you want to start us off? Sure thing. Yes. We have a problem here on Twitter sent to us uh, at FWScast from Alexander Huang. Thank you, Alexander. Uh, And he says, I ate dinner with friends tonight, but sat at the end of a long table. From where I was sat, it was really hard to join in on conversations. Hmm. Mm. How many of them were at the table? I mean, I have not been in contact with with our good friend Alexander. I don't really know the specifics. You were at the bottom of the table. You couldn't count. This is the thing. Mm. If, If there's four, totally fine. If there's five, it's doable. I think six and beyond when well, you're at the bottom of the table, I mean, you're I, an outcast. I was assuming the table was really long, mm-hmm. regardless of how many people were there. <laughs> so I was like, maybe he sat at one end and they all clustered down the other end, but he'd already ordered his entrees. So uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to get up and move, but you can't really hear them anymore. It's like a, like a banqueting hall from medieval times. Just, <laughs> yeah. He is at the head of a table which has 70 guests on it. <laughs> And everyone's having a really big conversation, but they are all crammed down the bottom third of the table. And he's mm. just having to yell... What? Ha ha! That reminds me of the time. Uh-huh. I like that joke. <laughs> but how many times has that actually happened to you where you've been in a group of maybe six or more and yet mm. the table layout isn't a circle. It's not something that feeds that kind of conversational loop and you feel left out because the people that you're really wanting to converse with are on the other side and maybe you're sat next to the person you don't know that well. It's a bit weird, but they know everyone to your right. So you're just kind of sat there and being a bit... So I want to I wanna, I wanna paint you a word picture of the absolute most awkward thing, which is a circular booth, which you're in the middle of, and the people on either of your sides are having their own conversation. Like, so like, it's a semicircle booth. Oh, okay. So you're I thought you the... said circular booth where you're in the middle of. I was like, are you on the table? You're, you're not. Are you dinner? I'm dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> You know when you're dinner, it's like really... <laughs> You know that whole thing when, like, your family and friends are eating you? You know when you're at dinner and you're not able to talk because you're food, you know? (laughs) That's tough. No, but when you're sitting in, like, a a semicircle, circular booth where you're in the middle of it and then people on either of your side are having their own conversation and you can't... Because it's curved, in order to they turn away from you, yeah, and and it's curved as well on the other side. So you're literally there, just with people's backs to you in their own small groups, and mm. you can't really join in at any point. No, that's like a that's, that's like a more hell. localized version of this problem he's having. Okay, so what we need to do is come up with a solution that fits all tables 
everywhere that manages to just either include you in the conversation de facto or gives you a conversation to have so you don't feel left mm. out. Yeah, because I, I haven't had this issue much recently on tables and groups that I'm in, but, you know, at weddings you get, like, pre-assigned oh, a seat. Yeah. Mm. That's tough. And so you're there with your family or a couple of friends and then you go to the table and it's like, oh, no one I know is actually on my table. Yep. So then you sit down and you can hear them talking behind you, but they've got their backs to you because they're yep. on a different circle, different plane. <laughs> They're in another dimension over there. Yeah, you're like astral projecting over here. And it's like. <laughs> they may as well be. It's not like you can, in the middle of dinner, go, Hi, can I, can I have your seat? I don't like my table of people. Because. <laughs> I'm not an adult enough to adjust to these new yeah, people. Can I don't I know these people. I know the other ones. Let me have them. You've had them for ages now. I want to sit down. Let me, come on. <laughs> let me play with mum. Let me, let. Oh, fine. Because obviously the way these are all done, the tables are so close to each other. If you were to get up and make such a request, everyone on your table is going to hear it. So yeah. you're just going to ostracize your, the bridges. Yeah, you're going to ostracize yourself from your own table and everyone on the other table is going to feel embarrassed for you. So, mm. And when they say no and you go sit down back with these oh, people. It's, just, it's a worse evening for all involved. Oh, I'm glad I didn't end up with the people I like. Now I've got you guys. Oh, you're all turned away from me. I'm Wonderful. alone. And now I'm back to the original problem again. So, so how do we fix it? We already have communication with people wherever they are on your phone yeah but it's mostly text-based like people don't tend to call yeah. that much it's also construed as rude if, yeah even if you're not involved in the conversations for you to just bring out your phone at the dinner table yeah maybe we need like group chat headsets so everyone sits down at the table but rather oh. than talking to people that are near you you talk to the group chat and everyone is involved see and that... so you, your sound it sounds like everyone's equidistant so probably. how about there's just a little box in the middle of the table with mm. a big splitter, and everyone just takes an earpiece out and just puts it in. So no matter how big the group, no matter how big the table, you can hear everything that's going on. Now, mm. I feel like this is an opening for complete antisocial behavior because people, if you're just basing it on hearing them, all it takes is one person to talk to someone else without looking them in the eye, mm. and then everyone will start doing that. So you'll all just be staring dead ahead, talking to people, but not actually looking at the person. Because if it is the I, person that Can said, you imagine a world like that? Well, no, if you think about it, the person that's at the end of the table, if they're far away enough that they can't be part of the conversation, yeah. you're not going to... It's going to feel more uncomfortable for them being further away. So anything they say or try to add to the conversation is going to seem quite disconnected from an organic face-to-face -face talk. But, I mean, just because you can't hear them doesn't mean you can't see them. If they're at the end of the table, you could be like, oh, hey, Tom. Hey, and what? You, and then you turn around and you'd look at each other yeah. from really far away and you'd be like... How are you finding these peas? No. Good chat, Tom. I'm going to talk to Oscar now. <laughs> hey, and what this about is that? why I'm sat at the end hey. of the table with my bowl of peas and nothing <laughs> else. Like, hey, hey, Don't order that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. They're plain. Hey, hey, Joel, I had that really awkward conversation you just had with Tom. You okay? Yeah, that's true. All of your discussions are going to be like communal. Yeah, it, it makes it impossible to have an aside with someone. Like, yeah. can you believe that thing they just said? I'm really embarrassed for you for having just spoken to and what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Silent discos, you have two channels. Yes, you do. What if you have, you, you go, hey, Tom, turn over to channel four. <laughs> and then you both like click onto your headset and you're like, okay, we're alone now. Fucking Oscar's jacket right but now. Can you see that but shit? But you're still speaking out loud to people you're sat <laughs> yeah, right yeah, next so, to. <laughs> so let's say, let's go on this table. Tom's at the head. You and I are next to each other. You go, uh, Oscar, if you could just go to channel two quickly. Okay. I can still hear you say but you're just like talking really loudly into a microphone. I fucking hate that guy. Can you believe this guy? <laughs> but he's going to have his own headphones on. So. Okay, so we're thinking big noise cancelling Noise cancelling, yeah. yeah. Okay, see, I was thinking just small earpiece, but that makes more sense. I think you completely lock into the yeah. only headset 
communication. Okay, no, I really like that actually. Yeah, silent. In terms of silent disco, this is a silent restaurant. Yeah, silent restaurant. Exactly. You're saving lots of money on music licensing because you don't have to pay PRS to have music played yeah. through. It's lit. It's literally a place you go that's more focused on conversation than it is the ambience or anything like that. Mm. The crux of this place, like you'll serve good food, sure, but the crux of this place is the fact that you're going to be able to really listen to all your friends. So that's a minefield for first dates because you can't, mm. you know, quite a lot of it, if you're on a first date and you're quite nervous, you will try and take in any kind of external stimulus, you have mm. something to talk about. This is this is a very ballsy first date choice. I, yeah, I mean, if it goes well, it goes great. If it doesn't go anything other than fantastically, it's just going to be silence. Yeah, you. Oh my, yeah. you're crushing. Like you silence. don't even have background noise. Don't have. You or, don't get to like listen to other people's tables and maybe make a comment about there. Like, do you need a, Do you need waiters for this restaurant? Because you can I probably you just do waiters, your order. I think you can. You That's just, channel three. You could just talk to the yeah. yeah. You turn to channel kitchen. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. So you've got a direct line to the kitchen or someone that is like a server in the yeah. kitchen. Mm. Uh, so you don't actually have. You don't even have. So everyone's wait, just sat. Actually, no. Wait. Now that I think about this, like, I was really excited about that idea at first, but we've all been waiters at one point in our lives. Mm. You fucking know if customers have a direct line to be able to complain to you without having to see you in person, yep. your ear is just going to constantly be just, uh, excuse me, we ordered about five minutes ago. Can I get an update about what's going on? Just from mm, every yeah. table I all mean, the time. I mean, the only way it would be any worse is if the uh, communication between uh, customers and staff was just text-based because then they could oh. just write passive-aggressive stuff, not even yeah. have to say it. That's, that that's game over. Mm. But back to the idea of like a first date scenario... Mm. If you say a joke and it doesn't land, you haven't got the cushioning of other people making noise. You say, no. ah, so yeah, I did this. Mm. The oh, other nothing. thing. Just drink that in. That, oh. yeah. Even if it's going well, though, it would be so easy to slip up. You excuse yourself to go to the restroom. You leave, leave your, your headset oh, on. Oh, no. Have a cheeky flirt with the waitress <laughs> on the way. Oh, oh, could you bring, like, oh, be babe. Oh, amazing. You can tell my flirting is oh. A-game. Um, <laughs> there was no words, and the only word that was distinguishable was babe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Works every time. 21st century relationships, yeah, am I right? <laughs> you have a quick chat with like a waitress, and she feels you're being too flirty or whatever, and it's not very respectful. You're going to get you come back to the table, and you're like, so where were we? And she'll be like, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, get out. Or fair, but... Mm, I mean, this is the thing. I'm not feeling sorry for this person. No, no, no. No, but it's... It, here's a way you can feel sorry for this person. So let's say they excuse themselves to go to the bathroom. Someone spills something on, on as they're on the way out. Mm. Obviously, you can't see this person. Just on the headset, the person goes, fucking hell. <laughs> so they go, oh, he's not having a good time with me. He's just yeah. pissed off. Like, for fuck's sake, this sucks. Like, what the hell? Like, it, all it takes is some kind of... It's just, and then uh, all that person's hearing is, ugh. Oh, God damn it. Like, yeah. I've, got, I've got to go back I'm now. Actually, like, pointing at their shirt, there's like, got something spilled out. I've got to go back now. now. And they go, oh, no, you don't. You get back, no one's there. Mm. You know? we, have we invented simultaneously the best restaurants and the worst restaurant? We've invented a great new comedy of errors show for the we modern have. age. It's, a, it's a far better sitcom than it is okay, how, about, <laughs> how about to round off this? We brand this so that no one will ever come there romantically. You only ever go there with groups of six or more. Mm. Okay. So, okay, for so example, earlier... Uh, I say earlier, yesterday we were driving through uh, a nice little village and we walk, uh, drove past the fish and chip shop and their name was Friend Chips. Can we have something that whimsical that will only... Friend Chips. Friend Chips. We will measure oh. your romantic interest on the way in. Yeah, literally, there's a survey on the way in. You have to, I think we say... Is it one of those Is it one of those ones where you put in both your names that gives you a percentage compatibility rating? <gasps> it's a love calculator. Jamster, yeah. let's it's, go. Yes, it's a jamster system, yes. The silent restaurant... 
powered by, by Jamster. Jamster. <laughs> Jam, no, ja- Jamster's silent restaurant. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jamster's jamming jockey. Ja- it's pizza. <laughs> Verbatim, that's what's yeah, on the that's, sign. That's on the sign. With all of the ellipses <laughs> and pauses and uh it's in quotation marks as well. So, so this seems like it seems like a big deal. In the same way that like most restaurants have uh, a size limit say, oh no, sorry, we can't cater for more than seven. Mm. This has a size we can't cater for less yeah, than six. We can't say le- less than five, you're not allowed in. What about orgies? What about orgies, or Joe? Polygamous relationships. You don't take polygamous relationships out for dinner, I don't think. I think you take polygamous relationships out for dinner. I don't think you take orgies out for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't think orgies take place in restaurants. You've got to fuel up before. Yeah, you've got to fuel up before. In that case, how are they going to know it's an orgy? Mm. Is it the fact that Channel 4 is pure filth on the headset? Yeah, you flick over to the wrong channel in that restaurant for for a moment. Can we call the restaurant The Watershed? That sounds like a very classy bistro, though. Yeah, it sounds sounds too nice. It sounds too nice. Okay, maybe not then. I like I like jams to present the silent restaurant. Yeah, mm. or the silent house. Although I think if we lead with jams, the people might be turned off because I feel like they've got a bad rep. So I think have, having it in. I think it's been long enough that nostalgia is enough of a factor. I think so. People go, oh, I got jams. I remember them. If you walk past a restaurant with people wearing giant bulky headphones, your interest has peaked already. Mm. Are you telling me that if you looked at the sign and you saw the word jamster, you wouldn't be doubly intrigued? That's true, yeah. No one's going to look at that and be like... I know what this is. It can't be the same it, Jamster. It can't be the same I'm going to go eat there and find out. Yeah. The copyright must have expired on Jamster. <laughs> it's a public domain now. Yeah, well, no, but that's the thing. You look at it and go, it can't be the same one. You walk in, you're only, the only thing you can hear is like lobby music is Crazy Frog, like an Axle F. You go, okay, no, it is the same one. Is that how they actually try and force you to wear the headphones and be part of the vibe? By the alternative the is al- Crazy Frog. The alternative is only Crazy Frog. I love this. I think Jamster-powered silent restaurant. Yeah. Okay. Sorted. But, oh, you'd be able to hear yourself chewing in the headset. The other person would be able to hear you chewing in the headset. You, that's where yeah. you've got to switch it to, to listen only. There's Chew Channel, which is just... <laughs> it's just pure, horrendous ASMR. Just like, you chewing into the void. Just yeah. Oh, God, someone's having spaghetti. Run. Right. I think we need to move away from food now. I think so. That's making me feel a little ill. Yeah. This one comes from Reddit. The guy's name's 40 Acres and a Pool. <laughs> Is that bragging or? Uh, I think so because this question just gets better and better. Okay. He says, thunderstorms in my area causing power blinks. I'm going to have to reset the internet setup on all four of my televisions. How do you live like this? The thing I don't get is calling it a power blink. Blink and you'll miss it. Yeah, I know, but like I've never heard anyone call it that before. No. Maybe it's a regional thing. Or maybe he's just blinking and he thinks the lights are turning on. Oh my god! Ah! I have to reset my internet because I keep on shutting my eyes for a second and I can't see TV when it's happening. What's more fix for this guy is just eye clamps. Well, mm. no, it's just reassuring him that every time he closes his eyes... It's teaching him object permanence. The world got, doesn't go away. He's got 40 acres in a pool, but no one ever taught him I, about object permanence. I love the fact that this guy doesn't have object permanence, but instead of existential terror that everything leaves, it's mild annoyance that he has to reset all of his internet devices every time he comes you back. Know, I, I want to I wanna just point out, I feel like resetting internet devices in a power cart is just turning it off and on again, is it not? Well, this is, no, he said internet settings on his TV. So maybe the TV loses sync or something. You have to restart it, go through some settings. You're playing with the booper. It's quite hard to control a TV. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it is annoying. I get it's, it. And if a, you've got four of them. Yeah, this and is weird. One is in each corner of 10 acres. 
<laughs> it's quite, and a you've trek. got to navigate a yeah. pool to get there. Exactly, it's like fucking going on a bear hunt. <laughs> it, could, it could well be a kind of Sims-designed property where it's forty acres and there's just walkways around the outside of it, and the rest of it is a pool. He doesn't okay. describe the size of the pool, so you might have to swim between them. Is this a? This does sound actually quite similar. Is this a living sim? Maybe what's, he's. What's his name again? Forty acres in a pool. pool. Uh, that sounds like a username to me. It's a sim question. It's a sim question. Cut it, sim cut question. it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how do we fix the issue of having to reset all of your TVs? I mean, um, my solution is get rid of three of your four TVs to start with. Yeah. Or mirrors. Ooh. Yeah, I'm so thinking... have I'm, one TV, but have, reflect it off four surfaces. I can't imagine that this guy is watching four independent things which require the internet on it, all four of his TVs. That just seems unlikely. This is the thing. Or, if, if all TVs are the same make, simply have a very complicated mirror setup that you can put the booper to mm. that will transmit the light to all four of the TVs at once. Okay. So you just get like a disco ball that hangs over the top of the uh, over the top of the pool, point yeah. it at that, and then it will split off. Into... It will split off and hit all the TVs at and once. That's and... expandable as well. Yep. Yep. Because disco ball's got many, many squares on. Many squares. That's very true. So you can get as many TVs as you want. You could have one TV per acre. Yeah. Well, at the moment, it's not really a disco ball. It's just a disco square. Mm. No, a disco triangle even. I think you'd start with a disco ball, but it just only comes out of some of the holes. Yeah, <laughs> all okay. of that light is wasted because you don't have enough TVs. Get more TVs, and then your disco ball solution scatter shot. Like that's the best way yeah. to deal with this. Mm. Double down if you're having trouble kind of syncing up all four of your TVs. Get loads more. They won't all fail. Some of them will hold on to it, right? The issue is he's having to do it on four TVs, and it's too much work. So get eight TVs, and if four of them are dead and four of them are survived, you don't have to do anything because you only wanted four in the first place. Yeah, exactly. You get eight, but you live like a man who's got four. Yeah, nice. Okay, so it's a mindset solution rather than a physical thing we can add to this, this guy's weird sim house. Yeah, this is not a thing we can fix with technique. It's a thing you have to fix with positive thinking. Mm. Mm. There you go. Perfect. Considering that was such a vast question, we. Did that pretty succinctly, I think. Yeah, it's not bad. On to something from Oscar. Yeah, okay, well, I got one here from Joe Wilkinson. That's Jilkinson on Twitter, who says, Is there anything worse than running out of milk at work and not being able to make coffee? I mean, being hit in the leg with a bat. I don't think we need to get into this, is there anything worse (laughs) question. We'll be here a while. We're not here to rank every problem. (laughs) That's going to be my new podcast. (laughs) This week, things that are worse than falling over. Um, So you can't bring your own milk to work. Well, no, you have to at some point. But you can run out quite easily. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And you might have already gone off on your break. You might have already been a bit late to the office. Your boss is not going to just be like, yeah, pop out to the shop half an hour yeah. away and go get some milk. Okay. Because he'll kind of think you do other things on the way or whatever. So we're saying black coffee is completely out of the question. Let's work on the hypothetical that okay. this person can't do it. So what in the office can make an acceptable substitute for milk? I know you're thinking Tipex. Yeah. I'm thinking Tipex too. The colour does not mean the same thing as the taste. Mm. Are you sure? Because my next thing was PVA glue. Well, can we strike off all the uh, white things? You've got to get rid of PVA glue because when it dries, it goes clear. So Ah, uh, I see. Okay. Although, it's probably safer PVA glue, surprisingly, because once it dries in the cup with your coffee, you're not going to be able to drink that. True. It's going to look like you've got a cup of... Maybe that's maybe that's the solution. You just make it look... It's like a prop in a house. Oh, you well, put um... PVA glue in your black coffee, it solidifies into a dark brown liquid. And then when you feel the need to have a sip of coffee to kind of wake yourself up, you just hold it up to your mouth and make like a miming, like, sipping motion, even though obviously it's just a block of black coffee sitting there. <laughs> and then you go, ah, 
and then carry on with your day. Delicious. Trick yourself into being caffeinated. That's... Mm. Oh, okay, fair enough. An so, answer. So we're saying that caffeine is not a chemical reaction in your body. It's a mindset thing. It's it, mostly placebo. Yeah, it's yeah. psychosomatic. It's not a thing that actually does anything. It's just the idea of lifting a cup up to your face. Could yeah. be anything in the there. The amount of times I've been very, very tired in the morning, too tired to make coffee properly, you boil the kettle, walk off, and you're like... I feel better now. Just the it's act just, of like getting myself into doing coffee made is me enough more to start the day. Yeah. Okay. So what we're saying is, when you can't have coffee, replace it with placebo coffee, and no one will know. Mm. Now I think we're avoiding the uh, well, not necessarily clear problem, but a definite problem that that he could be having is that he's run out of milk. This would imply that he didn't know that the last bit of milk was going to go. This implies yeah. someone might have actually used his milk. Okay. Let's say it's specialist milk, like soy milk or okay. alternative to a milk, and that gets that runs out because someone doesn't have milk of their own, and so they can't have... Yak milk. Yeah. Crocodile milk. Yeah, let's Dog say milk. he's brought... Let's say Human milk. He's brought a bucket of yak milk yep. to work. And, and someone's gone and taken the, the last dang bit. The bucket runneth dry. Because <laughs> then what you've got to do is try and work out, one, who took yak milk. Mm-hmm. And two... Who jacked that yak. Who jacked your yak. And two, how to get that jack yakker back. Okay, so how do we get revenge on the yak jacker? Well, the PVA glue option's already been established. Which I do like, mm. I have to admit. That's I mean, if you're good. faking yourself with coffee with PVA glue, maybe you can fake the jacker in future by just filling a jug of milk full of PVA glue. So you feel that they in taking your milk or only doing so for the same reason you're drinking coffee, which yeah. is just the act of taking it makes them feel good, not the actual... Everything in life is just a facade until you die. <laughs> cool. Solved. Okay, so... No, 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 this You're is good. welcome. Maintain the illusion. Uh, I've completely been derailed. Maintain the illusion. <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to do anything anymore. <laughs> Maintain the illusion of a productive life. And if you take that away from them, then how are they going to steal your milk if you ain't got any milk left? That's true. It's a very valid point, actually. We've all avoided poison. You can't drink PVA glue, can you? I don't think you should. But I think you can and not immediately just die. I think you can drink anything if you put your mind to it. If you're brave enough. Water it down enough. <laughs> Are we talking about homeopathic glue? Homeopathic milk, maybe. Oh, yeah. that I like, actually. Because like, when people say the milk is done, the milk's yeah. not technically done. done. Not there is like a drip. drop. So yeah. why don't you get into the homeopathic game, dilute it, one part in every million parts of water, so you're gonna and have, then put that in. You're going to have effectively an oil drum of watered-down milk just sitting somewhere in the office, because obviously you can't refrigerate it, it's too big. Yeah. Mm. So it will obviously take you much, much longer to get all the way down that. What are going to do? Stick a spigot in it and then just like put that over <laughs> your, your mug? Maybe like tap into the side. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, well, like how you get maple syrup out of a tree and stuff. Okay. But like a beer keg. Yeah, no, that I like, like yeah. Beer keg, like, you just stick it on your desk. You would have to put it up there when it's empty, obviously. Okay. Then you hook it up to the mains water supply, <laughs> get a pipette, <laughs> and just, and one, just one drop of yak milk. Done. Homeopathic milk. That'll, that'll last it. a lot longer. Yeah. I think, realistically, if you if you do that properly, that'll outlast you at this job. <laughs> mm. I'd say that's pretty much solved. Yeah, why not? Yeah, homeopathic milk. Beautiful. Cool, let's move on to one more before we move on to butt better and start improving some products of our own. Tom? Yeah, this comes from DuckCK from Reddit. Thank you, DuckCK. He says, my backpack is making the back of my t-shirt ride up. Ooh. 
isn't that so frustrating? This happens to me all the time with my current backpack. Yeah. And every maybe 30, 40 seconds, I have to just kind of ruffle it back down because it's showing off some pants. Particularly if you're running for any reason. Mm. I'm mm. frequently, whenever I'm trying to run for a train or something like that, I always have to you know take a portion of my run out to... To just protect your dignity for like a sake. pit stop. Put away that back. <laughs> Can you think of anything funnier than back, huh? No, no. not really. All right. The problem with this is that backpacks are quite a long-term investment. Yes. Yeah. I bought my current backpack six years ago. Wow. And I need a new one for sure. <laughs> but this one is suiting me perfectly. It never rides up. But all the ones I've had previously have been awful. But... You buy them and you're like, well, shit, this is my life now for five years. I guess I deal with this. So how do we... What's different about yours that means it doesn't happen? I think it's got like a cushion. I don't know. It's very flat to your back. There's yeah. No, there's no airspace for it to like kind of hit the back and pull up a shirt. Mm. I think what we need to do is try and eliminate that factor. So we either have something that sticks the backpack to the back... Mm. Or we have, you know, you've got tassels on backpacks naturally to, you know, tighten things yeah. and all that kind of stuff. At the bottom of the backpack, we can have tassels that basically work as suspenders. So there's two prongs on it. You attach one mm. to your shirt and you attach one to your jeans. Right. Okay. And then no matter how crazy your backpack goes, these suspenders are making sure that everything keeps them down and keeps them locked in and okay. locked in place. So they're not attached to the backpack because you could just hook it to your t-shirt and jeans, right? Well, this problem only ever arises when you have a backpack. Mm, but if you're already prepped. But that's the thing. You always. just you don't you don't want to just walk around ready for a backpack. Why not? Here's, here's... It could come at any moment. <laughs> yeah, how many times have I been walking down the street and I've just been jumped by three feral backpacks from exactly, the alley? Exactly. Yeah, you turn down one street, someone tries to get you give some money to like a charity. You turn down another street, someone's handing out flyers for the club. Turn down the third street, backpack. <laughs> Backpacks and your shirts halfway up your back. You look like a fool. Everyone's Jumping laughing. On you like head crabs or fucking face huggers. Yeah. Just terrifying. Now, I think we're avoiding an obvious thing that already exists. The humble dungaree. It's basically a backpack without storage. Because mm. you've still got straps Agreed. on the front. So okay. all you would need to do is... I believe that's their new marketing campaign. It's a is backpack minus the storage. Put a pocket into your Put dungarees. a big pocket in the back of the dungarees. And because it is where your jeans are, your t-shirt isn't going to ride up underneath it. You know how in anime and stuff, the lead character who's super cool always has the sword strapped to their back? Yeah. It's yeah. like that, but with like your keys. <laughs> and your purse and... Screw it. Can we just go down that route and just have everything in a scabbard that you just kind of like feed down and have that strapped to your back instead? Yeah, so the dungaree has multiple pockets all yes. shaped of the things that you own. Utility oh, dungarees. It's bespoke. Utility dungarees. Utility dungarees, exactly it. Utility dungarees. So you've got your phone that slides into one round about where your legs would be because that's a natural place for it. You can have your keys and then yep. higher up pocket so you can do the check up here. Yep. And then you can have... Like, like little bits for your lunch on your back. Bits for your lunch, you can mm. shoulder mount it, and then you can have a coat if it starts raining, yep. like towards your lower back. If someone in the street starts choking on something, you pull out a very small knife to give them an emergency <laughs> tracheotomy. Uh, then okay, I want to roll back and say Tom didn't want to be ready for a backpack. You want to be ready to form <laughs> open tracheotomies on the street. How many times has this happened to you? you? You've already fought off a gang of backpacks, and then someone starts choking right in front of you. This is a multi-use knife. Fend off the backpacks with it. And then save a life. And save a life. Done. I, th I think utility dungarees is pretty much on point. Yeah. Hmm. Nicely like done. Plus, when the utility dungarees are empty, you take out all your items for the day. They can look really cool. Yeah, they can look great. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing. Backpacks never look cool. 
No. They never do. They're utilitarian. What we have here is something that's utilitarian and stylish. Yeah. Which is an oxymoron, I it's know. It's rare. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a rare treat. That'll do it. Wonderful. Yeah. In that case, let's move on to our But Better section of the show then. I've got some suggestions here. Some from Tom, some from Oscar. All amazing. All products that don't exist just yet, but could in the future if we have our way. Here I've got... Ooh, it's branded. Spider Sense TM. I, I had to slap a trademark on it just in case, you know, Stan Lee came according. You don't think that Stan Lee's trademarked Spider Sense. He's old and Spidey Sense. Oh, Spidey. Spidey Sense. There we go. Ah, so, just... welcome to the world of Spider Sense, gentlemen. Okay. I'm glad this one came up because it's getting towards spider season. Oh, yeah. So, basically, I'm not sure it's well known. I'm not particularly great with spiders. I'm a bit of an arachnophobe. I am getting better. I can mm. deal with most of the small to mid-sized ones. It's just those big guys... Don't really like. They've got the ones that you can see their knees. Yeah, the, the ones that you can just see their hopes and dreams in their Why eyes. Why are they all knee? <laughs> so basically what I propose, because has this ever happened to you? You're dealing with a big spider. Very infomercially, this. Like... Has this ever happened to you? The slap chop. No, basically what happens to me a lot is I discover an enormous spider. I freeze in my tracks. I'm scared. I'm trying to run through what I have to do in my mind to either get him out of the house. Remembering your training. Or get, yeah, <laughs> or get him, or at least get past him to live my normal life. However, when you're looking for things like books or cups or something for him, you always have to keep your eyes locked on the spider. Mm. Always, always, always locked on the spider. Because the moment you turn around to see if you're grabbing the right thing, you turn back, it's gone. It's gone mm. forever and you've no idea where. So what I suggest is this. Spider sense is another one of our genius little app plus peripheral devices. It is a small little uh, system you'll put on your bookcase or your shelf or any surface in your room that basically is a heat sensor that is tuned specifically to look for heat signatures that look like spiders. You okay. then get a readout of where those heat signatures are on your phone. So you know exactly where all spiders are at all times in your room. Now, that sounds like a good idea, Tom. But also, do you really want to know how many spiders there are near you at any given point? That's a lot. Yeah. Have, this you, is the not, thing. have you heard the fact that you're never like in a city, you're never more than like six feet from a rat? Yeah. yeah. I feel like you plug in SpiderSense, you've spent months developing this app. <laughs> you turn it on and it's just infested with dots. I think I feel like you're just going to walk out the house and never come back. The, this is the thing. You only ever fire up Spider-Sense when you have a culprit, when there's someone that you're trying to track down. Okay. This isn't something you will just kind of like, oh, I'll check Facebook. Oh, let's ch check on the spiders. Like, mm. that's not something that's going to happen. I See how my boys are doing. I'm thinking maybe instead of a heat signature thing, because I might get confused by the ones in the walls and things like that. Okay. Um, Don't you play... me think about the spiders in the walls. They're in the walls. <laughs> You don't have no walls, it's just spiders. <laughs> the whole house is just a wriggling mass. Um, you played games like Far Cry, Skyrim, yep. Fallout. They have a system where you look at an enemy and it tags it and then you know where it is always. So maybe it's an okay. app on your phone that links with the camera and you scan around your room, you zoom in on the spider and you click and it'll tag that <gasps> spider and keep track of him. Okay. It's an AR app. So Yeah, yeah it's an AR app. It'll just add a little flag over their head. Yeah. It's spider Sense Go. Spider Sense Go. <laughs> I, I, you, you can catch it in the app as a test run if you're too scared to actually try catching it in the real world. <laughs> you got to like fling yeah. cups at it. <laughs> I like that a lot, actually. So basically what you have to do is, this has now alleviated the problem of having to search around for something and not find it because mm. you can look at the spider and just get your phone out easily enough. Like You yeah. can slide that without breaking eye contact. Yeah. So you tag the spider, that registers it to the database, mm. 
and then the little tracker that we have on our desk will then track that spider wherever it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to know the existential horror of the four million spiders that are giving birth yeah. underneath your bed. Now, but... if, if, you're, uh, if you are too, too chicken to deal with the spider directly, mm-hmm. can we install the similar kind of technology that rear uh, you know, reversing assistance things on cars have? So as it gets closer to where you are, it beeps. So you have an idea of how close it gets no. if you don't want to like No, I don't, I don't want that. I so don't want be... that at all. That's <laughs> fucking terrifying. If you want to just go, you know what? No, I'm not dealing with this right now. Turn off the app. But he's still going to be there. He's still going to be there. I do not want a fucking alien style like tracking system where you're just lying in bed trying to get to sleep and you just say, Yeah. The last thing you want to do when you want to get rid of a spider is play Marco Polo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. They might respond to playful games. You might you might bond with it yeah. after all that. Yeah. I want Disarm to him of his psychological defenses. I can't I can't abide by an actual sound yeah. being. In, oh God no! I think it's got to be, be visual, visual. and it's got to be a choice. It can't be mandatory once you've tagged him. I love the cup catching practice system. That's great, yeah. Because you, because we can then make that freemium, and that's where our money comes in. Spider Sense Go is a good, it's a good way to get the crowd in. Yeah, yeah. it also is training up a new generation of kids to be able to be good at catching spiders. Mm. Also, that, yeah, you know, because they go, oh, dad, how are you so good at catching spiders? Well, when I was a kid, I spent. 3,000 hours catching millions of them <laughs> all on the app. It's the least rewarding game in the world because you don't actually get to collect the spiders. Once you catch them in the glass, you just have to throw them out a virtual window. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end. See, when I joked earlier about remembering your training, this is actually going to be... Yeah, this is actually remember your training. Remember your training, but it's an app. Wow. I'm quite happy with Spider-Sense, though, now that, I think about it. That's the tagline. So you yeah, always know sense. where the spider is going to be. You get practice at catching it so you can build up your self-esteem and build mm. up your confidence about what, how to tackle this guy. Mm. Is there anything else we need to add on to this? Are there any tiers? Are there any extra features that you want to add? Boss mode. I mean, well, in case you find the queen. Well, like, Jesus. You, I'm sure you've had a spider. It's, it's the answer to the age-old riddle. Is there a spider so big that no, no cup could catch it, you know? I have had one or two, yes. Yeah, you've had those, and you've been utterly unprepared. You've yeah. got to have AR spider boss mode, so you can actually kind of desensitize yourself to the terror of one that's that big. Maybe okay. it can analyze the spider and tell you what you need to catch it. I like that. So you scan it, and it goes, use oh. a teacup. And then you scan another bigger one. You're going to need, like, you need a pint glass. Pint glass, pudding bowl. Get a trowel and a bin. Yeah. Right. Shut the door, <laughs> move. One, yeah, one burn it. One burn it down. One that's big enough, it just says run in big red letters. <laughs> this is the thing. I, I love this app idea so very much. I've now just realised, speaking about that, that it's going to have to be region-based because we can't sell British Spider Sense in Australia because that's just going to throw our data way out of whack. Mm, that's true. You can't take yeah. a picture of a spider the size of a fucking car and expect the system to be okay with it when we're used to have spiders. It's like, I don't know, mm. a bigger car, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> so we've got Spider Sense Go and Spider Sense Oz. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Yeah, regional variants. I really like that. I think the only other thing that I would add as a, maybe an extra feature that you could pay a bit more for is a play-by-play. So not only do you learn how to catch, but you also get given the layout of your house and a blueprint of what's the quickest or best way to dispose of it safely. Okay. So, so it's like Instructables. It like pops up and it says, step one, go get your pudding bowl. It's kind of like, it's kind of the way I think about it is like a Hitman mission. It's okay. like, get the bowl. And then you go and get the bowl. You track where your target is. You finally get it there and it's just like, find an exit point. And you have to like, look on the app and look over all the doors or windows closest to your location and work out where the best one is without the spider wriggling out. I guess that would also mean that 
you know, there's the frequent thing of if you catch a spider in a cl- in a glass and a piece of paper underneath, but then none of your windows or doors are open, so you've got to try and like balance it on your hand while you're opening yeah. the window with the other hand. Mm. That means that the window is already going to be open by the time you catch it. You plan yeah. ahead. Yeah. It will get you into yeah. a good kind of practice of making sure that you're prepared. Mm. That's very true. I I'm kind of in love with this idea of a Pokemon Go mishmashed with Hitman. AR game for helping arachnophobes deal with their mm. problems. Yeah. I would I would download this. Genuinely helpful. A hundred percent. Yeah, I give this eight legs out of eight. Eight yeah. out of eight. There's no higher honour. Yeah. <laughs> eight bigger legs out of eight. <laughs> eight knees. They're all knees. <laughs> They're all knees. Eight eight knees out of somehow ten knees. <laughs> Uh, I think Spider okay. Sense is a win. Spider Sense is a win, but I do want to stop thinking about spiders. <laughs> yes, please. So I think we should probably close out the show there. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast and you want more people to hear it, we want to help as many people as possible. You could always share it around with your friends, post them a link to iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever. Yeah, just get the word out and see who we can help. If you happen to be listening to us on iTunes, it would really mean a lot to us as well if you'd give us a rating or a review, leave a comment, uh, subscribe. And if any of you have any problems of your own you'd like us to take a run at, you can find us on Twitter at FWSCast. Hit us up with the hashtag First World Problems or First World Solutions. We look at both every week to see if we can find some nuggets. And we're also on Facebook under First World Solutions. Or if you want to get in touch with us directly, we're at FWSCast at gmail.com. So send us any first world problems you're having or know about and we'll see if we can find long-winded, unsustainable solutions to those problems. In the meantime, thanks again for listening. I've been Joel. I've been Oscar. I've been Tom. No problems? Yeah, no problem. No problem.